0: Hello, this is uh, Bishop Christopher Mukwabvi, Senior Pastor at Living Hope Church, Pentecostal Assemblies of God, Zambia. I want to welcome you to this uh, podcast as uh, you listen to this message. Our goal here is to preach a holistic message that will bring total transformation to our lives. God bless you as you listen to the message. house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'll ask you to stand up and give five people a fist bump. Tell them welcome to the house of the Lord. Amen. Welcome to the house of the Lord for this is the day the Lord has made. We'll rejoice and be glad in it. We are going to read our Bibles from Mark chapter 1, verses 14 to 20, and Mark chapter 3, verses 13 to 16. It's a long time I used an actual Bible. We are used to the electronic ones. And then you hear somebody. As we used to walk 10 kilometers. And you want our children to walk 10 kilometers. In 2022. Amen somebody. We're in 2022. Mm, You want us to be walking to school. No. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 1. Verses 14 to 20. And the Bible says. After John was put in prison. Jesus went into Galilee. Proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the sea. Sorry, where am I supposed to be? Up to verse 20. As Jesus walked beside the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him when he had gone a little further he saw James son of Zebedee and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets without delay he caught them and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with with the hired men and followed him Mark chapter 3 let's skip to Mark chapter 3 verses 13 to 16 and the Bible says Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted and they came to him he appointed twelve that they might be with him, and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. These are the twelve he appointed, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, son of Zebedee, his brother John, to, the, to them he gave the name uh, Bonagers, which means son of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon of Ze- the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot. Who betrayed him. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We pray that, Lord, indeed, you will bless it. We also pray that you are going to use me as a vessel of God, even to convey this word to your children. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. We say, Amen. amen. We can take our seats. Our theme this morning. Is responding to the call of laboring with God in the harvest field. Responding to the call of laboring with God in the harvest field. Today is the day of salvation. People should repent and believe in the gospel. There's, you see, what today, is, there's someone who says today is a gift, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery. So today is a gift, and this is the day that people are supposed to hear the gospel. Hallelujah. God needs more people to go out and announce the good news of his kingdom. God wants you and I to go out and announce the good news of the kingdom. And I do realize that most of us, most Christians, do not see the urgency of preaching the gospel. Need I remind you that Ezekiel chapter 3, verses 16, going to 18 there, he says, the word of the Lord came to me. That is Ezekiel speaking. The word of the Lord came to me, and he said, son of man, I have set you as a watchman. Hallelujah. I have set you as a watchman over the city. If I say to a sinner that they are going to die, and you don't go to speak to them, warn them, dissuade them from their wicked ways. When they die, their blood will be upon you. But if you go and speak to them and they do not change, you are free of their blood. Hallelujah. So, this is God is calling us to come to a place where we go in the field, work with him, harvest, hallelujah, wind sows for him. If there's anything, If there's any ministry that every believer has been called to, it's evangelism. I know there are evangelists. There are people who are called in the office of an evangelist. But every Christian is supposed to be an evangelist. Every Christian must go and propagate the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, somebody. We have a lot of relatives. Just within our families, we have a lot of relatives that are not yet born again. That are not yet believers. What are you doing about them? Remember, if they die, they are going to a Christless eternity. And some of us do not know what eternity means. Eternity means eternity. From the time the earth was made, today, there are about 9,000 years that have passed. That is, we have time, but eternity there's no timeline to it imagine 2000 years ago 2000 years ago let me just say uh, 33 uh, AD after Jesus died and resurrected and went to heaven people were saying Jesus is coming soon it's been over 2000 years we are now in 2022 Jesus hasn't yet come hallelujah But it's been over 2,000 years. Now we are talking about eternity. Somebody dies without knowing Jesus. They are going to spend eternity in hell. Eternity in hell, burning. And yet, you and I are here to share the gospel. We know the truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, somebody. So this morning, we have to respond to the core of laboring with god in the harvest field and you see this harvest field is big it's huge because it starts from your very home the mate that you employed is she born again that's harvest your classmates at school are they born again that's your field where you're supposed to harvest what about those people that you share the office with, that you go to work with. That is the harvest field. I know some of us, when we hear that the harvest is plenty, we want to think of when pastor is going to have a program to say, oh, the month of May, we are going to have a a month of evangelism. That's when you are going to arise and begin evangelizing. Evangelism begins today where you are. Hallelujah, somebody. Evangelism must be in the marketplace where you work. Amen. Great crowds were following Jesus for different reasons. Mark chapter 3, verses 7 and 6. The Bible says, Mark chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. The Bible says, Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the lake, and a large crowd from Galilee followed him. When they heard about all he was doing, many people came to him from Judea, Jerusalem, Edomia, and the regions across the Jordan, and around Tyre and Sidon. Hallelujah. Wait, I don't know why you are following Jesus. These people followed Jesus because of the miracles that he did. Hallelujah. But you and I are supposed to have followed Jesus because he is our coworker. We have a relationship with him. There are people, you see, when 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 a few, a few weeks now I've been reading on church history, I do realize that the early apostles, most of Jesus' disciples, the, the names that I was reading there, were killed for believing in Christ. Some were burnt. Some of them were released to lions, to be eaten by lions, and they considered it pure joy. For them, it was a joyful thing to be martyred for Christ. I wonder how many of us would give ourselves to be burned. I wonder how many of us would give ourselves to be eaten by lions for the sake of Christ. But that's the level where we are supposed to be. We're not supposed to follow Jesus because of the things that he does for us. We are supposed to follow Jesus. We are supposed to be with Jesus because we have a relationship with him. Amen, somebody? And when you do do an introspection of yourself, are you following Jesus because of the promises that he has given you? Or are you following him because you are in love with him? hallelujah. There's a man in the Bible, I think Habakkuk, who said, even even if the fig tree does not blossom, even if there are no fruit on the vine, hallelujah, yet I will praise him. That's a man who has a relationship with God. Amen. Jesus Christ healed many and performed signs and wonders, miracles, and cast out demons. God wants you to follow him beyond seeking for your needs to be met. Hallelujah. God wants us to follow him beyond our needs being met. Uh, two Sundays ago, I was uh, preaching in, in, a church, in a church in Dar es Salaam. And I was giving them a testimony. So I was telling them, when God possesses you it is difficult to disobey him. Hallelujah. This is the kind of relationship I'm talking about. Where, when you try to disobey God, you don't have peace. When you do the wrong thing, you don't have peace. Because God has possessed you. Most of the time we talk about being de- possessed by demons. I want you to know that there's also a level in God, where God possesses you. Can I talk about Jonah? Possessed by God. God tells him, go to Nineveh. He decides to go to Tarshish. But because God has him, he provides a, first a wind that brings turmoil. He's thrown into the water and the fish comes and swallows him. One wonders where the digestive system of the fish went. Because Jonah must have been digested in three days. Hallelujah. But because that thing was provided by God, Jonah found himself on the shore. And he went to Nineveh, whether he liked it or not. When God possesses you, there's nothing like, I have a free will. God takes over. Hallelujah, somebody. Some of those songs we sing, wherever you send me, I will go some of us today if God told you you are going to work in Ukraine, you will refuse. (laughs) But when you are possessed by God, you will go. Because you won't have peace as long as you haven't obeyed his word. Amen, somebody? God wants us to respond to the urgent call to go in the harvest field. Hallelujah. God wants us to respond Surrender to him. Give your all to him. That's the response that God is looking for. And then he will equip you. Hallelujah, somebody. There's a verse that says you will be given what to say when that day comes. There are times you don't know what to say. But God himself will give you what to say as long as you have surrendered, as long as you have yielded to his call. Amen, somebody. The call to the harvest, the call to the harvest field will transform us from mere church attenders to becoming God's partners when we resolve to hear the call and take the necessary steps. I'll read that again. The call to the harvest field will transform us from mere church attenders to becoming God's partners when we resolve to hear the call and take the necessary steps. How does it feel to have, or how would it feel to have God as your partner? Hallelujah. How does it feel to have God as your partner? Not just as your Lord. Not just as your God, but your partner. This is where Elisha comes. And the army is surrounding him. Because he is God's partner, he tells the young man he was with. And says, don't worry. Those who are with us are more than those who are against us. And he opened his eyes and he saw a host of armies. God's partner. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody god wants us to partner with him in harvesting i've said this before and i'll say it again it's only those who go in the harvest field that will see signs and wonders not only observing but you participating in the signs and wonders hallelujah somebody last time when we went for a crusade in tanzania people were coming who were saying I can't see properly. I'm scheduled for an operation. In my heart, I'm like, I wear glasses myself. And this one wants me to pray for them so that their sight improves. Hallelujah. But because I know that nothing is impossible with God, we laid our hands on those people. Praise the Lord. And they received their healing. Hallelujah. So when you resolve, when you resolve to go in the harvest field, you will see signs and wonders. And church is not going to be boring. Church sometimes becomes boring because it's monotonous. We do the same thing every Sunday. Come here. First, there will be intercession by the choir. Then the worship leader comes, leads us in worship. Then an an announcer comes, gives announcements, we collect the offering, the the bishop comes, does his thing, gives a benediction, off we go, wait for the second service, same things. Hallelujah. But when we begin to go out there, you will begin to see things. Even yourself, you start even asking yourself, is it me that God is using in this manner? Hallelujah. Because when you go in the harvest field, you will find needs. Physical, spiritual needs. There will be no bishop to go to come and pray for those people. At that point, you become the bishop. And when you pray, God always honors his word. You will see things happening. Hallelujah, somebody. Heed the call to come to Christ. God calls out his followers out of the many. Mark 3, verse 13. He told his disciples, with he went out in a solitary place as those crowds were following him. And he began to choose. He chose the twelve. Hallelujah. In the same manner you have been chosen. It's a privilege that you serve Christ. Hallelujah. How many times did you hear the gospel before you became born again? Others haven't had the opportunity even to hear the gospel. Go in the Middle East there. Right now, as I'm speaking, their are busy, their shops are open, they are working because they believe in Islam. They haven't heard about Jesus Christ. If they have heard about him, they've heard him as a prophet but he is God. He is the son of God. So you are privileged, we are privileged, to be chosen among the many. There are a lot of people in Osaka, but God chose you to be part of his team. Hallelujah. I hear somebody. So let's heed this call to come to Christ. Let us not harden our hearts. When God calls you, the focus changes. When God calls you, your focus changes. We see Jesus calling Peter, calling his brother Andrew. They were fishermen. And their focus changed because Jesus told them that he wants to make them fishers of men. He wants to make them people who will fish out for people to come into the kingdom of God their focus changed. It doesn't mean their skill was taken away from them. They were still able to fish. And a good example is when somebody came asking for tax from Jesus. And Jesus told Peter, go and catch a fish. When you've, when you've caught the fish, you find the coin in the mouth of the fish, come and pay our taxes. Meaning Peter still had the skill. Hallelujah. Focus changes. Yesterday, yesterday, I saw this young lady with tattoos and just saw her passing, she went, sat by our couch, sat on a stone, lit a cigarette, and started smoking. My heart was filled with sorrow, so I was asking God, "Should should I go and speak to her because I've seen what she's doing, or I should go and speak to her because I know that Jesus is able to save her. I asked myself that question, and I said, I'm not going to act based on what I have seen. I am supposed to be evangelizing to anyone as long as they are a creature moving on earth. So I let her go. I didn't say anything, but my heart was bleeding. Now, I want you to know that when we hit to the core of Jesus Christ, this world will also change. Look at, the way you, look at the way you see things. You always see things from a biblical point of view. Why? Because you are a Christian. Not everyone sees things from a biblical point of view. Do you think Mr. Vladimir Putin is a Christian? Does he read the Bible? What do you think? Do you think if he read the Bible... Was he going to do what he was doing? What he is doing? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, somebody. So if we propagate the gospel, if we go out there to preach the gospel, a lot of things will change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right now we have an elder for a president. You didn't hear that? Right now, we have an elder for a president. And I'm sure you're seeing some things have changed. You can't change everything, but some things have changed. Hallelujah. He doesn't allow unfairness. He doesn't allow for you to get a job because he reads the Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two, commit to following Christ. commit to following christ mark chapter 1 verse 17 and 18 the bible says come follow me come follow me jesus said and i'll send you out to fish people at once they left their nets and followed him not no first let me see if I can stop doing this, that's when I'll follow you. Let me see. Ah, me leaving the brown bottle. Ah, that's a bit tricky. Ah, that side cheek. Mm, ah, no, I can't do that. No, no. Immediately, they followed him. At once, that's what the Bible says. At once, they left everything and followed him. God wants us to commit ourselves to following him. The issue that normally we have is we like asking ourselves questions. Like, am I ready to follow Christ? Am I going to do A, B, C, D? But you see, the Bible is very clear. In 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 to 10. Let me read it. First John. Chapter 1. I know some of you know it by heart. If we say we have no sin, we make him a liar. First John chapter one. See, I've been forgotten how to use these pages. Yeah. Need to go back. Okay, so first John chapter one, verse eight. The Bible says. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins, and purify us from all unrighteousness. Not that we purify ourselves. No, he will purify us from all unrighteousness. All we need to do is commit ourselves to him. Yield to his call. Hallelujah. Verse 10 says, if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. Amen, somebody? Commit to following Christ. Hallelujah. I'm committed to my wife. That doesn't mean I don't see beautiful ladies elsewhere. I see them. But my commitment is to my wife. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So commit to following Christ. It's as simple as that. "Lord, Lord, me, I'll follow you. I know I have a problem with smoking, but I will, commit, I will follow you. He is just unable to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. All he needs from us is to commit. Amen, Samba? And when you are committed, when you commit to following Christ, when certain things come your way, you remind yourself, oh, I am committed to Christ. You walk away. Slowly, you will begin to God will begin Removing those things away from you. But the most important thing is commit to following Christ. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. Are we receiving the word of God this morning? The life of following Christ is the life of devotion. The life of following Christ is the life of devotion. Like I said, commit, be devoted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be devoted to Christ. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. I hope me, they are not giving us the Bible. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. The Bible says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. I'll read that again. They devoted themselves. We're talking about the believers. After the day of Pentecost, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Hallelujah. Friday. We usually have prayer meetings here. I wouldn't say you people are devoted to prayer. Uh, you rarely come here. Even when we are watching online, you find only five people uh, participating. But the Bible says they devoted themselves to fellowship and prayer. I don't know about fellowship, but I think even there we are lucky, especially. After COVID appeared on the scene, we have isolated ourselves. But the the life of following Christ is a life of devotion. Carry yourself, force yourself. Hallelujah. I know when there's a football match, you don't force yourself. But when it comes to prayer, if you don't feel like coming to pray, force yourself. That's devotion. Amen, somebody? It doesn't mean it's going to be enjoyable. It doesn't mean something that you're going to like doing. But because you have committed yourself to following Christ, he requires you to pray. He requires you to have fellowship with others. He requires you to break bread with others. Devote yourself. Force yourself. Push yourself to achieve those things in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is easier for us to meet with friends because they make us feel good. But remember that this family is big, bigger than your friends. So devote yourself to fellowship. Pick a phone. Call somebody. How are you today? How are things? Because they are a member of Living Hope. Who knows? Maybe in the long run, they are also going to become your friend. Are we together? Am I preaching the gospel? Or maybe I'm being heretic. Hallelujah. Christ wants us to be with him for our transformation. Hallelujah. Christ wants us to be with him for our, tra- uh, for our transformation. There's a proverb that Bishop gave in the morning. At 20, members, help me. uh uh-huh. So he was saying Ngoshe is a cobra. Of course when he said that it passed me I was like oh whatever Ngoshe is. So he explained to say Ngoshe is a cobra. But cobra has no hair. But there's a proverb there. So he said he say, that proverb simply means if you walk with a cobra you must become a cobra. Hallelujah. So if you walk with Jesus you will become like Jesus. Jesus wants to transform us. Hallelujah. When you devote yourself to prayer, when you take time to pray in his presence, always speaking to him, always reading the word of God, you will see your life being transformed. Why? Because you are walking with Jesus. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. I became born again in 1993. I was still young. I think I was uh, 17 years old when I became born again. Before that, I was not what you're seeing today. Hallelujah. I used to drink at that young age. I used to smoke dagger at that young age. But when I gave my life to Jesus, things changed. Today, he is using me even to speak his word. So if you walk with Jesus, he will transform you. Amen. We need to come to a place where we stop loving worldliness. This generation loves worldliness too much. Hallelujah. How do I know? By the size of TVs you buy. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm not saying it's wrong to buy a big TV. I'm just saying I know that you love worldliness by the size of a TV. You know, Netflix, Netflix, you want to watch TV? It's cool. Then you even go and buy those my speakers. worldliness. Amen, somebody. Number three, submit to the process of transformation. Submit to the process of transformation. Mark 3, verse 14. Mark 3, verse 14, and the Bible says, He appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. He appointed 12, that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach submit to the process of transformation Jesus chose us to become like him and bear fruit John 15 verse 16 Jesus chose us to become like him and that we might bear fruit I'm going to read John 15 verse 16 Anyone who knows it by heart? These are scriptures that are supposed to be upon our heart. Thy way have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. You did not choose me, verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father, will give you. Sometimes, our prayers are not answered because we are not bearing fruit. Jesus chose us to go and bear fruit. Maybe maybe, maybe I don't understand English. And so that, eh, we are reading now, I chose you And appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. And so that, in addition, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. If we read it in the negative, it would read something like, Because you are not bearing fruit. You are not bearing fruit that will last. I am not going to you are are going to pray and I will not answer your prayers. Hallelujah. So sometimes that's how I read my Bible. Say, okay, what is Jesus trying to say here? And then you twist it around Then you get the meaning. Ah, Okay, so I need to bear fruit in order for my prayers to really be answered. Amen. So remember, you did not appoint yourself. Remember, you did not choose yourself. It's God who chose you. It's God who appointed you. For what reason? To go and bear fruit. And not only bearing fruit, but fruit that will last. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have been a Christian for over five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. It means you are a lasting fruit someone harvested and brought you to the kingdom and you also are now bearing fruit and you have lasted as a fruit. Can you also go and share the gospel with somebody and make sure they are a fruit that will also last and also bear fruit? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know sometimes we ask ourselves, I'm going to say. Sometimes we even become tongue tied You want to say it, but you can't say it. You know you want to share the gospel, you, but you can't say it. just start. Greet them. How are you? My name is Chippy. I need to ask are you born again? Can you happy? Hallelujah. Jesus transformed the disciples to have power to cast out demons. Okay, They were with him. They were with him. They spent their time with him. And because they were spending time with him, transformation was taking place with them. And they also started casting out demons. They also started uh, uh, healing the sick. After Jesus resurrected, people went to to followed Peter and laid sick people in the path so that if Peter's shadow falls on the sick, the sick get healed. Transformation took place. Hallelujah. I know there was a time when they failed to cast out a demon and they asked Jesus, why have we failed out, why have we failed to cast out this demon? And Jesus just told them, search all you faithless generation, search comes out by prayer and fasting. That day they learned something. They also began to fast and they began to see signs and wonders happening in their lives. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul never walked with Jesus but he met with Jesus on his way to Damascus going to persecute the church. That encounter he had with Jesus transformed him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah somebody. So let let us be a people. Knowing that let us, let us uh, submit to the process of transformation. Let us yield ourselves to that process of transformation. One thing I like about uh, this church is we don't emphasize on someone being a study, just bishop being the one doing these healings. But every one of us, every one of us, you are free to go in the harvest field and harvest signs and wonders should follow you. Hallelujah somebody. Hallelujah somebody. Let us make ourselves available to save Christ in the harvest field. Make yourself available. Hallelujah. Make yourself available. Just be there that's what availability means just be there there are times when you are, you are at a, f- a funeral gathering, a family funeral gathering and they ask who is going to pray most of us shy away but remember you are the light of the world hallelujah you just say okay I'll pray and you begin to pray by faith you even pray for those hallelujah that are not yet born again in your prayer Have you ever studied the life of Paul? Paul the Apostle took every opportunity to share the gospel, wherever he went, in whatever he did. There's no conversation that he struck that never had Jesus being discussed. Because he realized the harvest is plenty, the laborers are few. Be available to be used by God. Amen, somebody. Many, many years ago when I was young, my we were hosting a funeral at my father's place. And then now I still don't know how those people knew that I'm born again. I'm seated, I used to sleep at the seventh quarter with the other guys, and I'm seated at the seventh quarter. I'm just told, come, 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 come. Y- y- your auntie is in trouble. What? Kaya yauka." So, we want you to pray for her. He, how do these people know? But I went, cast out those demons. I was young. I think I was just uh, three or four years in the Lord. And the demons were cast out. Hallelujah. From that time, they called me my pastor, my reverend. Hallelujah. That was many, many years ago. That's the title I've earned myself among my family members. Be available. Hallelujah. When God, I'm concluding now. When God calls us, let us not resist. Some break. Some of us, I know of people, and I think I'm one of them who has taught God before that, ah, God, this is too much. This kind of commitment is <laughs> too much. Me, I won't manage. And I know there are other people who have said that. God wants to use you. You are resisting. Ah no, this is too much. Ah, this kind of because there are sometimes when we get arrested, I don't know about you, but I get arrested in prayer sometimes. I'll tell myself, Okay, let me just pray for fifteen minutes. I end up praying for more and more minutes. Every time you say, Holy Spirit, let me go now. I need to go for work then he tells you, no, we also, you also have to pray for this one. You also have to pray for this one. You end up in the presence of God more than you intended. Those are the times when you say, ah, God, this is too much. But don't resist. Because there will come a time when you want that and the Holy Spirit will have gone. So you didn't want it, so, and then now you start seeking. Takes years, weeks, for you to get back to the level. Where he wanted you to be. I know some of you know what I'm talking about. You even tell yourself and say, "But okay, this is not this is not the way I used to flow. Those days I used to flow. But these days it's difficult. Why? You resisted. When he wanted to use you, you resisted. And I'm here to tell you, do not resist the call of God. And when we take, when I say the call of God, stop thinking about being a bishop. Stop thinking about being an evangelist. I'm just talking about the call of God. God wanting to use you as you are. As a director in your office, at your workplace, do not resist the call of God. Whether you're a janitor, someone who just cleans the office, don't resist the call of God. Amen, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God has called each one of us to ultimately become fishers of men. God has called each one of us to become fishers of men, wherever you are, hallelujah. I don't know how many people from the beginning of the year to date, how many people you have spoken to concerning your faith, concerning Jesus Christ. Some things, when you're sharing Jesus, sometimes you don't even need to quote the Bible. Just give a testimony of what has happened to you, of what happened to you, It to bless somebody and somebody will start thinking ah, the god of Mr. Mumbuna that's the god I want to save why? because you gave them your testimony and they see your life hallelujah Amen. hallelujah there's some dear brothers that I usually interact with when I'm in Nakonde they have these t-shirts where they've written be the sermon be the sermon your lifestyle the way you live your life let it be a sermon Hallelujah. If you commit yourself to to, to that transformation, you will become the same one. Shall we stand? Hallelujah. We are going to take time to pray. I don't know how this word has ministered to you. I don't know how it has provoked you but I'm just going to ask each one of us just to recommit yourself to Christ. Tell him you are coming to him as you are. Hallelujah. No more excuses. Let's just commit ourselves to him. Let us pray. Everyone, pray for yourself. Rededicate yourself to him. Commit yourself to going in the harvest field. Commit yourself to be part of those people, the laborers that are going to go in the harvest field. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning, thanking you, O oh God, for calling us to become partners with you. We thank you, O oh God, for even choosing us, for appointing us to be a people that are going to bear fruit. We thank you, O oh God. We take it and realize that it's a privilege, Lord, to serve you. And this afternoon, this morning, we yield ourselves to you, O oh God. We commit ourselves to you, oh God. Yes, this morning, I want to say, Lord, here we are. Here we are, oh God. Use us. Use me, oh God, to share the gospel, to propagate the gospel. In the name of Jesus, help me, oh God. There are times when I become tongue-tied. There are times when I become fearful. But Lord, this morning, I pray that you will help me by your spirit, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I'll be that person you will use to snatch people from hell, oh God. Snatch people from a Christless eternity, oh God. Lead them, oh God, to you. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, oh God. We exhort you, oh God. Exhort your name. We thank you that you are God that answers prayer. And we believe, oh God, that you have answered our prayer. In Jesus' name. My prize, this message really encouraged you. It is my hope that you look forward to listening to the next message. God bless you.